Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a song on a car. Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode number 62 on today's show. Is Pizza Musimane worried about his job? Uh, how should Chiefs approach their CAF Champions League tie against the Giants? We died. And we look at Dylan Kerr in talks with TTM and a whole lot more, including signings of the window. I, of course, am your host, Slu Paho. Whether you are listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Mahikeng 96.7 FM's Game Time, welcome to the show. I, of course, am not alone. I am joined by former IX Cape Town and Mamelodi Sundown's goalkeeper, Mr. Sean Roberts. How are you doing? Hello, my boy. How you doing, bro? And we also have uh, legendary Bafana Bafana midfielder, former Pirates and Sundown star himself, Mr. Teko Modisa. How are you doing? Hey, Stu. How are you, Chief? I am half dead, but that's just because I ran out of coffee. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm not the one telling the jokes at the beginning of the show. We leave that to the man between the sticks himself. Sean, what you got? Here we go. Here we go. Did you hear about the guy who invented the knock-knock joke? He won the Nobel Prize. Oh, I don't know where I thought that was going, but that actually, I, I didn't see that. <laughs> I, I heard, I can still hear Teko laughing. This is a good one. <laughs> um, it's too early for your <laughs> far too early we come to you uh, so it's 8 30 for us right now uh but uh we of course love to be here and uh you know we 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 start off the show with pole position pole position, pole position is where we jump on facebook and we ask our listeners and our readers a question and ask them to send their voice notes in this week uh it's an interesting one you know you know when when uh, pito played when sorry al akli played against bayern munich uh most people didn't realize when they lost that was his first loss as al akli coach but egypt is a fickle place especially if you play for the club of the century and you could get fired for drawing a match that side so um he's apparently coming under a bit of pressure despite his success so far and so we asked you guys do you think pizza musimane himself is worried about his job is what you had to say uh when it's come to peter masimane and situation i don't think that um he must think about losing his job or to run away or to panic you know because if you are comparing Bayern munich and Al-Ad, there is more differ Bayern munich has quality players has good players who have matured compared to Al Ali. No, I'm not saying that Al Ali players are not matured, but when it comes to standard, good players are in Bayern Munich because we know that they are the best players. Bayern Munich is the best team in the world, you know. So I think management of Al Ali, they must not think about to, to fire Peter Mosiman. No, I don't think it's going to be a good idea. And he, he that, is a, that is a first first lose lose for for al al no there you have it um it's it's an interesting case i i, I want to pick your guys' brain about this because I, I i feel like for any other club um almost in the world pizza would at least have another six months guaranteed right but but it feels like i keep seeing reports out of egypt that you know al-akli 
um, looking for other options or, you know, disappointed with league performances. You know, they, they've drawn a couple matches, sure. But Bayern Munich, literally the best team in the world, that was his first defeat as their coach. Uh, and so I ask you guys, would, would the notoriously harsh Al-Akhli be too harsh here? to fire Mr. Pizza Musumani. I think I know the answer, but I'm gonna but I'm gonna ask some further questions. Yeah, I mean it's it's for sure. I mean if if that actually happened, then I don't know, Slu, I give up. I mean I actually didn't know that was his first defeat, so thanks for pointing that out. But that's uh that's impressive stats. I mean to lose 2-0, I think it was 2-0, wasn't it? To uh, yeah. to Bayern is it's not like oh my pizza, what are you doing? Um it's oh my pizza well done you lost two notes against the best team in the world uh here we are on the african continent you know um but if they fire pizza then yeah i don't know i'll take up ballet <laughs> all right let me ask you a follow-up question here if it were to happen because now i'm realizing that a lot of a lot of european sides and a lot of like you know world teams got the chance to see Pizzo coaching a team at the FIFA Club World Cup. Um, I saw, I saw, I think Kaka even praised Al Ahli's performance um, despite the loss. And so, do you think, even if Al Ahli did fire Pizzo, that he would have a few more job offers on the table now? Well, l- l- let me tell you that this Pizzo is not stupid. Pizzo knows this is the step to the next step. Mm. So, whatever happens to Al Ahli, Pizzo is not coming back to South Africa, I guarantee you. Next move for Pizzo is is abroad, whether it's Europe, whether it's wherever. But uh, we know his quality. The world is starting to understand his quality now, and this is all in the big plan for Pizzo. That's my opinion. Teko, what do you think? Ah, uh, stepping, just like arcade. <laughs> in the look, name of love. I'm telling you. Uh, look, Slu. I think um, I think there's 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 a lot of. Um, issues surrounding the media especially in football in egypt has always been the case yeah you know the, the media always starts things first especially if they don't like you or but if you also remember when pizza got there so many ex-players you know they thought they deserved the job mm. they thought that they could do better why why pizza you know if if you know it's one of those things that that people actually said about juventus you know, it's there's no competition to get there. You got all the material to win. I think that that was said about Peter as well. Yeah. Mm. But but yeah, again, he continued and did and did his job. So for me, I don't think it will be a smart move for the team mm. for Al-Akhli to to even think about that. You know, they just probably maybe now they they need to be in in conversation of how do we beef up the squad. Yes, this is yeah. a defeat to Al-Akhli to. to to Bayern Munich, I was watching the game, but also it's 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 a defeat also that can teach you something as a team. So therefore, maybe you might think that the certain department that was uh, I was good, maybe not. Now you can think of um, adding more numbers into the team so that you can be better. Because now now you're not thinking Africa anymore, you know. Mm. So you so that you can be better. But yet again, they came out and said they they have a an ambition to finish third, you yeah. know. And uh, and uh, let's see how they do that, you know, today. But but yet again, but for me, I think Alakli wouldn't be that would be stupid. But if it does happen, Pizza always a always has a contingency plan, and uh, and and Pizza will forever be um, around uh, big trophies, big teams. That's where he wants to be, whether it's a national team wise or team. But that's where he's gonna be. So I don't think Alakli will be 
thinking about uh or leaving the team anytime soon yeah you know i i would tend to agree and and the only the, the only reason why this story really uh struck a nerve with me is because I guess the point of pride for Al-Akhli is the league itself and right now Al-Akhli sit five points behind Zamalek but they have two games in hand which means that they can easily make it up and so and they're still unbeaten in the, and so I'm, I'm just sitting here going you know I hate to bring it up and we don't we don't get too political on this show but uh, we, we had to point it out when he was hired that he was the first black um, African coach. Yes. Do you think that there is a racial component to these rumors that are being spread about? Obvious. You know, maybe maybe they let him go. Uh, Obvious. Obvious. <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> There's still look, look. You, you you must understand also that how many it's it's very rare to find to get into a situation where you find a player from Egypt coming South African play, mm. right? And even that transition as well from South African players to actually go to Egypt and play and really, really play, like stay there and play. You know, there's always that cultural differences and there's always a challenge. Mm. But also there's level of also the skin color. It's always, it's, it's there, whether we speak about it or don't. But it's just that it's something that in football, people don't want to speak about. There is a lot of racism in football. Mm. But it's just that we don't speak about it. But for me, I don't think Pito, I don't think we should be speaking about racism with Allahli and Pito because of the rumors. But I feel like for the fact that now he is the first black coach to actually coach the team, there's a lot of changes that is happening. Mm. Lot of changes for them for they for actually him to be allowed to bring his own people to bring into the team and still continue succeeding. There's a lot of which means there's a lot of changes that's happening. So we need to give credit for for Al-Akhle for that for allowing uh, allowing uh, one of our own to 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 be able to coach one of the big teams or the biggest team in Africa. Yeah, you know that is a fascinating uh, aspect of the whole thing as well. That surprised me. You know, usually when you bring in a, a head coach. Uh, there's a there's a different process in terms of the backroom stuff, but they gave him some control, um, uh, bringing in Kevin, and so that was that was a really nice touch, and so that's why I think mm. that they also have to kind of give him a bit more time. You don't bring a team up from you know a team of coaches up from a different country and then send them all home and have to rehire. Like it's just a contractual nightmare. So I don't know why you know you know unbeaten. You know if you lose to Bayern Munich, guys. It's what, what do you want me to do here? Like, yeah. it's Bayern Munich. Yeah. Mm. You know, if you, if you, if you're Real Madrid and you lose to Bayern Munich, you consider it a not so bad loss. You know, it's just like, it's Bayern. But anyway, we digress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sticking with, uh, sticking with African teams, giants in this, in this continent. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, Chiefs will face Widat very soon. Um, and this is the same Chiefs. We're going to talk about it a bit later, but uh, Richards Bay uh, <laughs> uh, in the Glad African Championship got the best of this Chiefs team. And we died ain't no joke. So if you are Gavin Hunt um, and you you can't you can't play a game with your with your tail between your legs, you have to you know put up a fight of some kind. How do you approach this tie against We Died? You know, from a from a mentality perspective, let's say first before we talk, you know, uh, tactics on Chiefs part. But from a mentality point of view, how does Gavin get the troops ready for we that? Sure, you know, Slew, it's such a good question, and um, this is what makes uh, great coaches is how you get your players out of the slump that they're in. You know, and I'd hate to be in that change room right now, to be honest, and and feel that energy because I can tell you, and and Teko would know about it. Is is how that energy would be, and and. You know, and we've spoken at length about the strong personalities that Chief have, 
and I'm hoping that they are lifting the boys up and not the opposite because that really can happen that the, the opposite does happen so um, you know the Chiefs faithful need something to cheer about I hope that uh, Gavin goes into this game like it's a final I think every game now needs to be a final because that loss to Richards Bay was uh, as Gavin put it the worst defeat in his 27 year coaching career so um, this has to be a final for Chiefs let me let me quickly follow that up. Um, I, I'm reminded of the AFCON for some reason when we came up against a Salah-led Egypt and everybody wrote us off. Do you think that maybe that underdog mentality that that pushed Bafana to beat Egypt could be the same sort of fighting spirit that Chiefs could show against Dawidad? Yeah, against Lou, I mean, we, we, we say Kaiser Chiefs an underdog in one sentence. It's, it, sh- <laughs> it, sh- it should never happen. It should never be there. But in this instance, I mean, yeah, for sure they're the underdogs. But it's it's not okay that we're saying these things, Lou. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, that's true. Um, yeah, it, it's, 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 we should never be saying Kaiser Chiefs and being an underdog. It's just, it's not okay. So um, however you want to word it, this is a final for Kaiser Chiefs without a doubt. First leg in the in the group stage. <laughs> what a final. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like, like, what, how do you think Chiefs should approach this one? Slu, uh, I think you would... Firstly, for me, I would, I would say um, you you need to prioritize and, and, and approach the game differently than how you approach any game within the, the PSL. When you're playing with that, you're going to fight. For your life, mm-hmm. and uh, and and uh, the question is, do you have enough personnel to be able to fight? Do you want to win the Champions League? Do you want to go all the way up? I think those are the questions that I have for Kaiser Chiefs, because that by knowing the answers to that, then I'll know exactly how to approach the game, because mm-hmm. most teams don't want to play Champions League because now you, you know, you've got so many games behind in the league. You come back, the schedule is too tight. It's a lot of stuff. So there's a lot of things that that's just go in into Champions League. The traveling it's it's a nightmare. Mm. So for me, my question would always be: if Kansas Chiefs want to go all the way, then they they need to they need to play. Mm. You know, they need to fight. They do have fighters, yes. They need to fight. They, you've got Nokovic, you'll fight and and all the type of stuff. Mm. They need they do have fighters, yes. Mm. But if 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 they don't want to. Then, then, then play the younger guys and see, and then come back and then focus on the league. Because the truth of the matter is, <laughs> they need to prioritize one trophy between the two. Yeah. At yeah. the end of the day, they're gonna have to prioritize one trophy. The reason being is, is they don't have enough squad to be participating in 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 both of them, especially on a higher level. If you get into semi-finals and in Champions League, you need you need a squad. Yeah. Because when yeah. you come back this side, you're five games behind. Yeah. 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 You're playing a catch-up on a Tuesday. You just landed on a Sunday. So there's there's a lot of things that happen in between. So yeah. I just hope that one day, okay, besides now, besides speaking about KZ Chiefs, I just hope that one day uh, they will make things easier for South African teams to actually be able to participate in the Champions League and yeah. be Ooh. enjoying yeah, I mean, hence this is why. Do you remember Stan Matthews said that <laughs> he hoped he doesn't finish <laughs> top two or top three? Big, big, because traveling is a nightmare. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And get there, the you don't have a training pitch, but in, on on purpose, they're just locking it, and then you have to outsource for yourself. Like if you don't know, if it's your first time in in those type of stages, then you need to ask those guys that have been there before. If you don't have that type of connection, 
trust me, you'll never enjoy any single day there. They will make me, sure of it. Let me ask you this. And the reason I, I, I'm thinking of, of America is, of, of course, because of their recent Super Bowl. But I'm fascinated by the way that they do their Super Bowl because America is a very bar, large country, wide country, right? And they do it, they separate it by, by regional divisions first. Yeah. And then winners of those regional divisions come together for the final. Do you think that perhaps CAF should consider a system like that instead of making, you know, South Africans travel now to to Algeria and back in the, in, in the same week? You know what I mean? Would that work better? Look, Slu, the, the challenge will be, do you really want to see Zamalek and Al-Akhli uh, in the first round of the Champions League? They wouldn't. Mm. You know, mm. uh, in football, yes, and, 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 and uh, you know, America, they've got a system that has been working for them for all this time. And uh, also, you must understand that transportation is it's, it's accessible and easier than us here in the third world. In the third world, my friend, for you to go to uh, Egypt, you must go to Dubai first to come back. You know, sometimes there's no straight flight to Egypt. Sometimes you, you you can't even go to Cameroon. You must go somewhere to come back. So there's always going to be a problem. But also, if if it happens, I think it's going to benefit uh, southern uh, southern countries like Zambia. Us, you know, it's going to benefit us because now we're traveling shorter distance, three hours to Zambia. We're back. We're able to to concentrate on the league as well. But but for the bigger picture, I don't think the big guys in, in, in Champions League, they want to see Zamalek and we that in the first week. I think that's where their money is, you know, because of the following, the numbers as well. But if they, it happens that it becomes regional, I think it's the people that are only going to benefit are southern countries. Yeah, interesting. Up next, we have the International News Desk. I am recording this one with uh, one international news correspondent, Mr. Liam Becker. We're talking about some of uh, Europe's biggest uh, uh, free agents. Why did my brain not <laughs> remember that uh, free agents? Here, <laughs> have a listen. Uh, me and Liam Becker are talking about Sergio Ramos and David Alaba and what could be happening with Messi. I'm happy to be joined on the line by Sokolo Duma, international correspondent. He also writes for Kickoff uh, here and there. It's Mr. Liam Becker. How are you doing, Liam? Hey, Thanks for having me. Always good to be here. All right. So we have a lot to talk about. Um, you know, of, of course, there's a lot of football on, but we like to have some topics that stretch. And so we look forward to the next transfer window where there will be quite a few uh, interesting free agents. But we start with the Sergio Ramos Real Madrid situation. Um, you let me know what's what's going on here. I mean, as a club legend, uh, it would be weird to see him play for a different team. But what's the what's the reality of the situation at the moment? Yeah, so Ramos is out of out of contract at the end of the season. Um, obviously, he's, he's the club captain, as you mentioned, the club legend. Um, and reports from Spain say that he's rejected extensions with the club, um, the one being a, a single-year extension and the other one asking him to take a 10% reduction on his current salary. He's gone and said no to both of that. And that's obviously uh, set a lot of tongues wagging and, and he's been linked with a, a whole bunch of clubs across Europe now. Um, with some saying that he's already opened negotiations with it. Uh, would that club in question be Manchester United? Uh, I believe so, yeah. So that's what the rumours are saying, is that Man United are the favourites to land his signature. Um, and I think that would be a massive deal for them if they can get that over the line. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Sergio's 33, right? 34, turning 35 at the end of the season. Um, but I think 
obviously his age is a bit of a risk for the club. Um, you know, especially if they're, they're going to be signing him on a on a longer term deal because he's rejected the short term. So obviously he'd want something longer if he was to join United. Uh, but even at his age, he's one of the world's best arguably. Um, and United have had question marks about players like uh, Victor Lindelof, Eric Bailly, Harry Maguire. So bringing in somebody of Ramos's quality, somebody of Ramos's experience, um, even would be invaluable for them. And of course, you know, um, his experience at the highest level will perhaps also benefit those struggling centre-backs. So um, th- that could be a, a big win-win. Now, it's interesting to me is who Real seems to be li- lining up as their replacement. What, what's this news surrounding David Alaba? Yeah, so we're almost leaving for free potentially and Real Madrid are looking to sign somebody else for free. Um, so Alaba's contract is also out at the end of the season at, at Bayern Munich. Um, and he's been linked uh, to Liverpool, he's been linked to Paris Saint-Germain across Europe. Um, but Real Madrid are the favourites to uh, to land his signature as well. So there's been a bit of uh, back and forth with the contract negotiations with um, them saying that that's the highest paid player. Um, I don't know where they are along with that, but it looks almost certain that he's going to be moving to Madrid. That's fascinating to me because I never saw David Alaba as a centre-back. I always saw him as a left-back or a central defensive midfielder. Has he been deployed in this position before? He has, and I think I think that's the, the thing with Alaba is what makes him so valuable is his versatility. Um, he did. He started out as, as a left-back at the start of his career, and I think probably his best or his favourite position. But uh, over the years, he's been used pretty much wherever the coach has needed him, including centre-back. And uh, just because possesses and the versatility he possesses it's uh, sort of been a seamless transition for him to play in that role when he has um real madrid envisioned for him um, by approaching him i'm not sure but it makes sense if they're going to lose ramos to then bring in uh, alaba as his immediate rep- and i think in terms of quality he definitely suits real madrid he's that type of player who is definitely good enough to be to be playing in that famous white jersey and, you know, what's interesting about Alaba to me is he reminds me of a player who plays for my, my team, Arsenal, uh, in Bukayo Saka, who's got this multi-positional, can play anywhere on the pitch, it seems like. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I do, I do you know, when I look at, at a guy like Sergio Ramos, he towers over, over strikers. And so I wonder if he'll fit the same role or if the Real Madrid are looking to change tactics. This should be an interesting one to watch. And, of course, those are only two of the potential free agents that uh ahead of next week ahead of uh, the next transfer window i mean this uh you know bbc um um published this uh kind of starting 11 the out of contract 11 and it's a heavy hitter of a team so who who are you most interested in looking at where they go um i know who's top of your list but but name me name me three guys who who you're very interested in seeing what their moves are Yes, as you say, there is some massive names on that list. Uh, There's guys like Sergio Aguero, Julian Draxler, Gianluigi. Uh, The list goes on. Obviously, Lionel Messi at the top of it with his uh, contract situation at Barcelona. We're all keeping a close eye on that. Uh, But I think the Aguero is one that that interests me outside of that one. Uh, Obviously, Manchester City's all-time record goal scorer, the the record player in the Premier League, um, he's not played much this season due to injury, due to COVID, um, and it doesn't look like he's going to be offered a new a new contract by by. So I'm very very interested to see where he moves next. Um, he's also past 30, but uh, undoubtedly still a quality player, and 
Um, it's not surprising to see him link with the likes of Paris Saint-Germain and even Barcelona recently. Um, so I think that's definitely one to And then uh, Donnarumma, the AC Milan goalkeeper, um, touted as the long-term successor for Gianluigi Buffon. He's, of course, already replaced him in the Italian national team. Um, he's been with Milan his whole uh, still in his early to mid-20s. Um, not really played Champions League football, so I think he... Uh, AC Milan are leading the race to win the, the Serie A at the moment, but if they if they don't do that or at the very Champions League, I think he could be moving on. And then I think every club in Europe will be on high alert because he's uh, he's arguably going to be the next the next best goalkeeper in the world. So I think those three eye on Messi, Aguero, Donnarumma, but as you say, the list goes on. Uh, I don't think we've ever seen this many high-profile players who are free in the next transfer window. Yeah, and I wonder what type of salaries they'll be able to negotiate, seeing as the clubs don't have to pay that transfer fee to begin with. Um, and, you know, the thing about a guy like Donnarumma, for example, he's the most surprising inclusion on this list, specifically for, for what you said. You know, Ace Milan are doing pretty well in the league this season. Um, and you know who I thought of immediately? I thought if Donnarumma ends up being a free agent, wouldn't Chelsea absolutely feel like they had the worst luck in the goalkeeping department if a guy like Donnarumma becomes available. Um, who do you support, by the way, Liam? I'm a Liverpool supporter. You're a Liverpool supporter. Is there any player on the on the out-of-contract 11 that you would, uh, you would want? Obviously, Wijnaldum, they, they selected him there, but is there any other player that you would want in a Liverpool shirt in that out-of-contract 11? All right, well, yeah, as you mentioned, Genie um, Wijnaldum being on that list is a big one for me, but to try and get him to renew his contract. Um, he's a very underrated, a very understated player for um, for Liverpool, and I think his efforts are often underappreciated. So, most to try and tie him down to a new term deal. Um, and then the next step would probably be to look at a defender. Um, Liverpool has struggled this season with injuries to Virgil van Dijk, to Joel Gomez, um, and they did a bit of business in the January transfer window, but I don't think either of those were really seen as long-term replacements. Um, if you look at that, that free agents list, or that potential free agents list, would probably be the one that stands out, whether Liverpool can compete uh, with Real Madrid to sign him. I'm not sure. Um, and then after that, it would probably be Ramos or Jerome Boateng, who are uh, also... Liverpool don't generally uh, contract or do business with players at that age. So we'd sign any defenders from that list as much as the club needs them. Um, so the pro- probably the only player who would fit the ball is... Uh, a former Manchester United star, Memphis Depay. A uh, very good player. He's had success with PSV Eindhoven, now enjoying in France. Um, and I think if he becomes available, Liverpool could really uh, bolster their attack with his with his signature. So with how that one would go down, you know, being a former United player and the rivalry the club, I think he would be a really good addition to the squad. Yeah, absolute scenes when Memphis Depay scores at Old Trafford <laughs> against Manchester United. Uh, but yeah, I agree with your assessment there. I mean, Alaba, yeah, Ramos and Boateng don't suit, especially because I saw Liverpool were linked with Pomacano recently, um, who's a much younger and, and equally gifted centre-back. Um, and then, you know, you look ahead, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of guys who are listening going, why wouldn't you say Messi? But are you going to force Lionel Messi into that front three? A guy like Depay... Feels like he can be more of a backup to 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 a Salah or a Mane, um, you know. Logically speaking, maybe he wants first team football, but Liverpool are in so many competitions that there'll be plenty of of opportunities. Whereas a guy like Messi, if you have a Messi, you play Messi every game, and so you know. 
But uh, yeah, thanks. Thank you very much. Uh, it, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, interesting stuff, and 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 we'll be keeping an eye on this. Some of these some of these contracts will be sorted before the window, and some of them some of them will sign pre contracts with new clubs probably before the window starts. So. Uh, it will be an interesting thing and we'll be able to revisit. But thank you very much, Liam Becker, for joining us on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure, Liam. Thanks so much. Onwards, we move to the NetBank Cup where we have to react to some... Uh, oh, man, what a, what a round of fixtures. I mean, it, it was one of those where I felt an upset coming. Um, I didn't know which one it was going to be. I actually mm. personally thought it was going to be uh, Utongati uh, against Pirates, who who might have an upset, but Pirates managed to win. But we start with the upset. Richards Bay. Um, you know, it's if you talk about KZN teams, not many people are throwing Richards Bay out first. Uh, but a 2-1 win over Kaiser Chiefs. You mentioned, Sean, that uh, Gavin said it was the worst loss he's ever suffered. Um and uh, this is a man who lost an entire club last year. So, um, <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was shocking. What what do you think? Do you think it was a bit of complacency on Chiefs' part, or do you think that they were genuinely outplayed? Honestly, oh, I mean, there's no way Richards Bay can outplay Kaiser Chiefs, but they they just didn't show any oomph, any like hunger, any we are Kaiser Chiefs, we're gonna win this cup. You know, it was. Uh, um, you know, and, and Gavin keeps on going on about the squad that he has. And I do agree with him, absolutely. But there is a squad there that came second in the league last season, like Teko has said previously. Mm. Um, so the challenge now is how do you get the best out of them? Like, mm. Because it's a 2 under defeat to, um, to Richards Bay. And no disrespect to Richards Bay. Kudos to them. Congratulations. But um, yeah, as I said previously now, is how do you bounce back from that? What is being said in the change room now to go to to Wydad to play there? And ah, man, I don't know. Teko, I, I don't know. I don't have answers, man. Teko, what was your response to this one? I do have a follow-up question for both of you, but uh, how, how did you react to the match? Uh, look, Lou, I think um, for me, when the KDC was lost, and uh, and I say this with the, with the respect, it's... Uh, the TS Galaxy thing, it came back. The Baroque, like the history of KZ Chiefs losing to second uh, division mm. teams, mm. it came back. And for me, to, and, I, and I try to to to, to analyze uh, what KZ Chiefs are going through, because then it was a shocker. Mm. When it happened, then it was a shocker. Now I I I, I understand, and uh, you know what I'm saying. I understand. I mean, this is this has been the story of the season for KZ Chiefs. I mean, they came 15 on the lock. In the mm. league, they're game 15, and we're still speaking about what we said in game two. Mm. So it's been the story of, of, of that for Kaiser Chiefs, and uh, they just they just want to see where this 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 thing will end because, I mean, I think they, they have their issues that they're dealing with. And like Sean has said, even though there is still a team that sec, sec, uh, uh, finished second last season, they were a team last season. They 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 not this season. You know mm. that's why you, you, there's too many loopholes now. I wouldn't say that the Chiefs there's there's division, but for the fact that younger players are showing you know are showing uh, signs of trying to carry the team, you know I think what happened last season with Kaiser Chiefs affected so many players, even the senior players themselves. Mm-hmm. But they're but human beings. Yeah, so. it's it's take on and don't forget that the Chiefs could have scored four or five. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, that, 
it's yeah. not like they don't have the chances. So, yeah. um, you know, let's not forget that. Also, in TNT's stupid red card, I mean, do me a favor. I mean, how do you make stupid tackles like that? I mean, so yeah, it's just luck just doesn't seem to be on their side at the moment. Sure, and even, even, even most of the games, okay, all the games that I've done for Kaiser Chiefs, whether they lost or they played a draw or even they won, I I remember saying, now I understand Gavin's frustrations. Yeah. The chances that they have to score and kill the game. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you know, my friend, that uh, your roof is leaking. When you see it's a little bit cloudy, hey, put something there. You don't wait for the water to come in. You know? I love Tickle's analogies. He's the best at metaphors, bro. <laughs> wow. Steve, Steve Compella Jr. <laughs> uh, so bad. <laughs> no, but you understand what I'm saying, Sean. Like, you know that you have problems. Kill the yeah. game and then manage the game very well. But also, Sean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, not that I'm speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm against the players, against the Chiefs, uh, no, I'm against the no. coach. I understand the situation they're in. At the end of the day, they're human beings. But what yeah. I'm saying, because this is also this one of the things that, Sean, we spoke about that I think a long time ago that, mm. you know, in, in, in football, we don't we don't we don't we don't speak to, we don't have psychologists we don't we don't speak about those uh the things that actually has to do with the mental stuff mm. we don't we don't we don't even touch them we say now we 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 when i say we i'm talking about football fans we, we yeah. look at cases she's like ah but you finished second uh, uh last season you can do it again this is a new us not understanding yeah. that hey truth at the end of the day that person is a human being you don't know what happened to him you just a fan you must yeah. understand that you're a fan. I'm the guy that has a contract that played 29 games on top of the log, my friend. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Last game, everything changed. And and after that, once after losing that, tomorrow I must take my kids to school. Yeah. I must show mm -hmm. face. I must do that. So people don't actually don't understand what it takes to be a professional footballer. So I understand yeah. the situation there, but I'm just hoping that, you know, this actually, this can be educational for so many teams. That, that yeah. guys, we need to put somebody like, uh, in terms of psychologists on board, because when such things happen, it's not, it's not about form, it's about the confidence itself. Sure. It's not yeah. about form. You, we, we, can't, we can't be questioning whether uh, Lebo Manyama is a good player or not. I mean, really? Mm. Question that Kama, Kama is a good fit for Kiza Chiefs. I mean, really? Yeah. Yeah. It is it is one of those one of those things and and another aspect of this that I think people are forgetting is that it's a cup. It's it, it's one of those it's one of those crazy fickle things a cup tournament. I've seen teams with dominant form in the league come into the cup super super favorites. I get some underdog. I've seen English league one sides beat Premier League teams. Sure. You know what I mean? Like the cup competitions are a bit different. And I think they it, it makes for it makes it tricky. Do you think that it, it's 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 also just um, it it feels like it's piling onto an already situation, but it's really just it's it's not. I think there was a couple other PSL sides that were knocked out, like top flight sides that were knocked out of the out of this mm -hmm. round. It's just that Chiefs it's so much worse considering <laughs> everything. Do you think that it's just that it's piling on, or do you think that um, that 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 this cup? Do you think it's an overreaction? Is my question. Is it an overreaction? Um, yeah. Look, what, what 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 the cup, like you said, what the cup brings you is the possibility of these sort of upsets. And the minute you step onto that field, you've got to be be prepared to lose, and that's exactly what happens. So, it's not an overreaction. It's Kaiser Chiefs. It's, it's yeah. not an overreaction. It's um, they should not be losing to Richards Bay. Full stop. And they should not be where they are in the league. Full stop. We yeah. should not be t we should not be talking about this uh, in week fifteen.
or 15 games left uh, with the season, like Teko has said, we, we're talking the same thing since game two. Like it's it should not be happening. So it's not an overreaction. No, absolutely not. Um, yeah. But there is something very, very wrong that needs to be sorted out there. Don't cry for me, Naturena. And we also had <laughs> Sundowns versus Stellenbosch. This one, you know, Stellenbosch, Stellenbosch is one of those sides where I don't know which Stellies I'm going to get. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Sometimes they just put on a show and, you know, against mm. the Sundowns team, I mean, I think Shalulule, that was like 117th minute um, mm-hmm. that he that he scored. Um, so Stellies can't say that they were unlucky not to cause an upset themselves as well. Uh, what did you guys make of that one? 3-2. Uh, yeah, um, I think, I think, I think that's a, Big statement that you said. I, again, yeah, Nibank Cup, it can go anyway, but I think uh, Sundowns were so superior. Um, their telepathic interpassing that they were doing was just something to behold. Shalalila, again, fantastic. Uh, yes, Lala K made it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Lala K's error that, that led to the goal. Um, but I, I just never saw Stellenbosch winning that game, even though it did go to extra time. I thought Sundowns were absolutely magnificent. Yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. Uh, slow power. Mm. You, you know, <laughs> I'm going to make that my message tone. Uh, oh, man. Look, um, it's a cup game. You're playing a defending champion and uh, you don't need any motivation. And I think that's what uh, Stella and Bosch were at. They had a game plan. We can go pound for pound with sundowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to have a strategic plan that you, you know, try and utilize. And and they did that, you know, to a certain extent that they, they looked a little bit like, you know, they can cause an upset. But yet again, you know, they they were fresh because they didn't have most of the ball. Sundowns had most of the ball. Mm-hmm. And it, when, it, when it went to extra time, I felt like, okay, they might cause it because they missed a chance as well. I said they might cause an upset because they're a little bit fresher, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but mm-hmm. yet again, when, 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 you, when you're so used to winning, you know how to win. That, that thing kicks in. You, you, figure, you figure things out, yeah, you know? And, and that, that has nothing to do with coaching. You, you, you tend to figure things out as a team. Like, you know, that's when your individual brilliance will come in. You know, you're relying on those type of things. And and, and Shalilile, being Shalilile that he is, he Shalilile them. <laughs> Shalilile as a verb, would that mean like just outlasted entirely? No. Like like too much stamina or, no, but or is it just like too no, much skill? No, slow. We, 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 can't, we, we can't speak about stamina like it's, it's something that is that is wrong. You know that you don't, you don't, you're not supposed to have. So, Charlie, everybody at Sundowns have got their own different qualities. Shalili's mm. quality, nobody at Sundowns has. And mm. yet again, what I'm saying is, Shalili now is starting to be that guy that Mabili Sundowns footballers can rely on. And, 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 and I'm saying this because I, I play for the team. I understand that as a striker, as a midfielder, you need someone that you can rely on. He might not score you 20 goals a season. But you need somebody that can rely, you have to can rely on. The reason I'm saying is look at the games that Shalili scored in the last minutes. Mm. You know, mm. from 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 Toyando at Leopards, you know, came back home. He, he he's he's doing that. So he's a yeah. guy that when 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 things are tough, that Sundowns players will look at him like that. And and yeah. and, and and as a player that comes from a smaller team, you need that type of confidence for players to ex- accept you like that. Absolutely. And give you that type of responsibility. And, and, and that Teko, can you, you, Yeah, yeah. I mean 
yeah, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I mean, you look at Shalalila and you, you you automatically think, right, this guy is the first guy training. He's the last one to leave. He's probably the he's probably the fittest guy on the pitch by a mile. I mean, you can just see it. Yeah. I mean, it's uh and I, I would argue, uh, the, especially the way we talk about him, early favorite for player of the season. Sure, sure. Hey, Chief, who's competing with him now? By far. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's be honest, guys. Like, even even if we have to speak about football of the year. No, no. Let's 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 if if we have to speak about stats and be realistic. Mm. Who? No, there's no one. Exactly. The there's no the one. The beast is a problem. Um, <laughs> before we <laughs> before we jump into just like discussing this Paris one quickly, Aiden, thank you very much. Our sound engineer has uh, forwarded me some breaking news. Uh, so Kaiser Chiefs, we were talking about this just now. Kaiser Chiefs have been denied entry into Morocco uh, by so. the Royal Moroccan Football Federation, um, and and you know it looks like their clash against We Dad is now set to be played in another country, and so it just adds another wrinkle to the situation because. Of course, travel, we spoke about it. It's exhausting. Now they have mm. to go to another place, uh, probably do more testing there. Um, yeah. it's, it's just a whole thing. But but anyway, just wanted to update on that story just so that you guys know. We we, we keep in our ear to the streets, all right, you know? Um, Jeez. Jeez. But That's yeah. insane. That's, I think we spoke about uh, a couple of weeks ago that uh, for all the youngsters listening that think that being a professional soccer player is just the best job in the world. And now... You get stories like this where you got to be jumping from country to country just to play a game. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it, mad. It, can, it can make it slightly depressing. Do you remember the situation with Gabon, where they landed in in, in a country for a match and yeah. were just abandoned at the airport because of <laughs> Cameroon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was in Cameroon. Yeah, like Jeez. it's 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 like there's a lot of extra stuff. That travel is is no joke. I've literally I've had I've had a five-hour flight one time and got off exhausted imagine you're flying now for 10 hours bro <laughs> but but, but, with, look, but here's the thing with, with champions league it's you travel in three days before the game i think you mm-hmm. need to be there three days before the game i think those are the, there's, there's rules into it you need to yeah. be at the at the in the country or at the venue or whatever the case maybe three days before just in case something happens i don't know you know because mm-hmm. i used to question why are we flying so early when we play on sunday you know, uh-huh. we can at just least, go in and out, you know, but, but, but the thing is, it, it comes back to what I said earlier on. Do you really want to be, to, to win the Champions League? Because these are the type of things that, that you have to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't be moaning about it. The problem is right now, the situations, we, we, countries, they've got their own rules now and how they're dealing with this coronavirus thing. Mm-hmm. You're right, mm-hmm. and and uh, the chances are they might not have been told. They might have been told that, hey guys, we're not gonna allow you to come in because of one, two, three, but because of FIFA rules or CAF rules, mm-hmm. show up and they, they, let's show that let's see that they, they didn't allow you to, to, to go in because also you don't want to be suspended, you don't want to be fined as well. But what yeah. I'm saying is, this this builds for me. It's 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 not a nice thing to happen. Yes, and 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 this will not sit well with any kids that you play because now you have to travel another, you know, hours and hours and all that all that stuff. But for me, the experience that the younger ones are getting, it's 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 bigger than anything else. Sure. Mm, mm. This 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 is big for Ngobos, for, for for all the younger ones to 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 yeah. understand and learn and understand that 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 you can be a quality player and a good player but you need to have that mental strength for you to be able to 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 switch off all the noise outside 
and yeah. be able to play your game because because now officials are talking yeah we're going there we're going there but how do you as a footballer you need to be able to switch off on the outside nose and be able to concentrate on the game and that's and that experience and that energy you can bring it back into the country and help you with it in the league because you're able to switch off and focus on the game yeah you know yeah. i think that th- this experience that is happening right now might work well for kids not now but going forward especially with the, with all the youngsters that are there yeah um and you know another aspect to this story but i you know i can't get into it now because i i haven't read the full article and we don't know all, all the information is still breaking but it's it's that covid thing that you mentioned maybe, maybe these rules are different are we going to see some issues throughout this tournament with regards to countries differing covid systems it could be it could end up being a a, a a bit of a situation because remember last season we dealt with covid with bubbles and we can't do that now and it could end up being a whole lot of whole lot of shit. but anyway Damn. we go Damn. from there actually wait we're still on netbank cup because we have to talk about pirates um so what what is your guys reaction to this i mean i, I watched this game and i and i saw kind of the same thing i've been seeing from pirates which is a lot of chances um you know and not a lot of not even hitting the target that much so they had 14 shots three on target but dominated possession um do you think that do you think that they are having some issues um just hitting the target finding the goal uh even though it was gabadino mahango who got onto the score sheet last season's top scorer but what did you guys make of the pirates and tungati match to, to this one i mean I, I saw i saw a lot of chances for pirates but not ones that were hitting the target yeah Slu, so just to echo you um for sure, they're creating the chances, which is uh, um, which is great for sure. But it's again, it's a net bank cup. I think they'll take the one 0 every single time and just move on. Uh, put what happened behind them, one hundred percent. As Zimbabwe is saying, uh, as he said, it wasn't the most convincing win for them, but they'll take it any day. I think the biggest concern for them was Mango's injury. Um, as you know, they've got uh, La Passa who's injured uh, uh, and Mabasa as well. So if, if Mango's gone, they're going to be really struggling up front. But uh, I think they'll take the win any day of the week. Was it convincing? Absolutely not. But um, yeah, move on to the next round. Former Bucksman Deco, what did you make of the match? Chief, mm, it's a former Bucksman. I'm a former Sundowns player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> You have a long CV, bro. <laughs> I think um, 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 Pirates are trying to figure out things or figure out ways out to to play with what they have. Because I think with Pirates is not a team to play without a striker. It's 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 not a they don't have the system. They don't have the personnel to play a false nine. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. they're trying to figure things out. And uh, and uh, yes, we we've seen they started that with Maurice Beck, but Netflix come. It's it's never nice to play those smaller teams early into the Netbank Cup because mm. now also you haven't found your rhythm. Sometimes you're playing against teams that have never watched the scene before, mm. so you're going in there blindfolded. So it's it's very tricky, especially when you're a big team. There's always a chance of you guys losing because you're playing a team that is highly motivated, that knows you guys individually, and your mm. characteristics. So for me, like Shona said. A victory, my friend. Even if it's a one-zero that I scored with my knee, I'm taking it and I'm moving on. Yeah, because yeah. because because then you find more joy when you get to semifinals, you know. Because that's when you play the guys, your teams that you normally have played with. Also, any team that plays that's in the semifinal, you've got clips, you've got videos that you can analyze from, you know. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. but for me, one zero, I take it and move on. With or without Lepasa and Strikers, but I'm taking it and moving on. Yeah, and, and before we move on to the next uh, segment, uh, I just want to say, I, I saw this news story yesterday for the first time that Joseph Zimbabwe's son was involved in an accident in October last year and has been battling for his life ever since in a coma. I didn't know this. Um, and so yesterday he... he was speaking to the media and he asked everybody to just for, for continued prayers and stuff for his son. So uh, shout outs, uh, Fabio Zimbabwe, you in our thoughts and prayers uh, and Joseph himself, of course, of course, it must be, it must be tough to, to push through and uh, when your boy is going through something like that. So you guys are in our thoughts. Anyway, we real quick need to talk about uh, Dylan Kerr, who is now in talks with TTM, who, I don't know, man. Like I, I just, every time I read about the, every time I talk about them, there's like a small little headache that just in the corner of my head here that mm. comes because it's like Dylan Kerr, you know, if he's the right fit, he's the right fit. But this is a guy who was with Barocca last season, was with Black Leopards already this season and left. Mm. And now, you know, he's, he's, he's in talks with TTM who of course are going through changes. I think that the new owners and, and you know, they, there's also more job losses expected there behind the scenes, but, uh, let's start with Dylan Kerr. Um, what do you make of him, you know, being in talks with TTM? Right now, they they haven't, like, made anything official yet. Um, and mm -hmm. they're calling him a consultant, which, <laughs> come on. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think of the move? Look, I'll tell you something. Dylan Kerr is a very, very good coach mm -hmm. and very, very underrated. I'll tell you that much. Uh, we don't know what has happened. Well, I, I know Baraka, he was dealt a raw deal with what happened. This is after he tattooed their emblem on his leg. Don't forget Save them from relegation. And <laughs> save them from relegation. Um, Black Leopards, you know something's happened behind the scenes. Um, mm -hmm. I think if TTM can land him, they've done very well. If TTM give him time, they will do very well. Um, but I just see TTM being another chipper where if they don't get three or four wins on the bounce, he's gone. So, But what Dylan needs to be very, very careful of here if he does go and he loses his job, it's going to be very difficult to get another jobbing uh, football coach, uh, football coaching job. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, I think uh, he needs to be very careful. He needs to make sure this is the right fit for him. Um, uh, you, you don't want to look desperate either as a coach. But if if they say right, we're going to give you six to eight months, which which they, they don't even have. So um, they'll they'll be lucky to get Dylan. If they give him time, they will get results. He's a very good coach. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And Deco, as we pass it on to you, another thing that c confuses me is why Dylan Kerr is, is jumping into the next one. Because if you're coming out of two uh, cancelled contracts, surely you're still getting payouts from that. I don't know a lot about that, to be honest. What do you make of this move for Dylan Kerr, TTM? It's, it's kind of racking my brain right now. Um, I like I like Dylan Kerr. Uh, he's a nice guy. But I think his ambition is to coach every team in, in Bobo province. <laughs> <laughs> so you can so you can move away and come to Houting and do the same. Yeah, he's catching a nice tan up there. I'm telling you. Look, one one will never say TTM. I don't think there's anything that TTM will do right now, and and I'll be saying that's a good move mm. because there's they, the, there's so many things that are wrong that are happening there. For the fact that Dylan Kerr is a training, he's a consultant, and then the coach has been fired, and then and then who is in charge of 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 the team? Mm. Ooh, and uh, this is this is a team that now it's got new owners you know uh, guys there's too many things about TTM like for me is is hopefully Dylan Kerr will sort things out 
you know, will help them, especially on the pitch. Hopefully with the new ownership, players will play freely now and not think about if I'm going to get my salary or not. Because mm. those are the conversations that we don't want to see, we don't want to hear, especially in the PSO. But also the thing is that TTM has assembled good players. How mm. do you make that those players become a team? And uh, with Dylan Kirk, hopefully with, with, uh, with 14, 14, 15 games to go, They'll give me an opportunity, but it's very tough in the league when you know that it's 30 million at stake, mm. you know, for the PSL status. So it's they don't care for the man to actually save TTM. But also, now that the players now, maybe they're more secure, they know that the salaries are coming, maybe to start playing freely and enjoying the game because they do have quality players. They do have players that can show up and win the games for them. But for me, it's, 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 uh, I, it's, it's that story that I'll wait for the end of the season to speak about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless CTM make headlines again next week, which I wouldn't put it past them at this point. We talk about them every week on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but from there, we move into this week in football history. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. This week, back in 1997, Chiefs defeated Celtic 2-0 in the Castle Premiership the game in Bloemfontein was called off in the 40th minute though with the home side trailing Chiefs 2-0 due to crowd trouble. Kaiser Chiefs were given the result along with the three log points due to the trouble being instigated by the Celtic fans which uh, is an immediate forfeit for your team. Um, then this week we'd like to wish a happy birthday to Amazulu President Sandy Lezungu, Sundown's defensive duo Rushin Duruk and Ricardo Nascimento ex-Kaiser Chiefs keeper, brilliant Kuzwayo, and ex-Morocco Swallows captain, Lifa Tutulupa. And then, last happy birthday to this referee who, who I found. Uh, we, were, we were talking about this before the show. Um, I, I've been trying to find his name for years, and I finally found it. Happy birthday to Italian referee, Pierluigi Colina, uh, yes, who was sir. born in Bologna, six-time World Referee of the Year Award winner. And if you Google his name, it, you'll recognize him, even if you don't recognize him. <laughs> You'll recognize that face, I'm telling you. Yeah, oh, man. He was the oh, best. Man. All right. So we've got some weekend predictions, but it's a bit of a of a wonky one this week. But I want to ask you guys about Super Sport United versus Cape Town City, um, which is on Saturday. And then Morocco Swallows versus Amazon. What do we have? Super Sport Cape Town City, Super Sport playing at home. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go for a, a Super Sport win purely because Cape Town City lost. And... Um, uh, it's going to be a tight game there. Both teams are playing some good football, but I'm going with Supersport. Deco, who you got in Supersport versus Cape Town City? Your former team in Cape Town City also. Those ones, my friend. I, <laughs> um, but I think that defeat against the Dallas Pirates is humbling. I think they needed that. But they're also playing against a side that they know very well. And, super, and Cape Town City never struggles against Supersport. It's always an interesting game, but they hardly struggle in terms of how they play, how they flow. So as I see a draw, because keep the, uh, but also, what super sport is from a defeat? Yeah, they did they lose to TTM, right? No, they lost to Celtics. Oh yes, mm. yes, yes. Yeah, Celtics showed them something they need to think about, and and this is a Celtics that is still struggling, but dynamic. I know that, but the, here's the problem. Here's the thing: super sport on the day they can beat anybody. So, but I, I see a draw. Let me let me be safe. A draw. From right. from these teams. Okay, mm-hmm. Super Sport Cape Town City draw, and then we move on to Bloom Celtic versus Chipper United. Uh, this is a tough one to call for me, Sean. What do you think? I am going. Um, 
I'm going Bloom Celtic. Bloom Celtic. Yeah. Uh, convincing or 1 0? I think it's going to be. Uh, I'd rather watch paint dry one of those games. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm going to go with a, yeah, a tight 1 0, 2 1 victory around there. Steko. Mm. I like Celtic. I'll give Celtics. 1 0. Celtic. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, Maduka still in charge of Celtic, right? Just. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. in case. Hey. That's the thing, hey. The thing, you know, he's probably going, I got you guys to two cup finals. Like, just please wait for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. You know, what's slow? slow this, I understand what you said, ne? but can I just correct you mm-hmm. okay, for, 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 for one second? When You know, when you're a coach, you've got oblig- uh, obligations. You know, there's, there's certain things that you need to do in your contract and winning is part of the things, mm-hmm. right? You don't win and say, but guys, I took you there. No, you pay, you're getting paid to win. Sure. sure. So, so John took uh, Celtics to two car finals, yes, but he didn't win anything. He was paid to win. He did his job. He, he did, did his sure. job. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so now when they, when you come back and look at the contract, you look at the performance contract, uh, you look at the game, you start analyzing. That's how the coaches are getting fired. It's because of the person, because they sign all this uh, performance contract. And what is the performance yeah. contract? Looking at the results in six games, you, 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 you lost four. Ah, chief, get out of here. I, we know that you took us to the final, but you didn't win anything. So, yeah. <laughs> Just to just to clear that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I get, I get what point. you're saying, and it's yeah. kind of that old adage: Would you rather be Jordan, go go to six finals, win six times, or go to ten finals and win four times, yeah, <laughs> as exactly. LeBron James? So anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's a different sport altogether. Lastly, we have, and this is a fascinating fixture for me: a Valentine's Day matchup between Swallows and Amazulu. I think we could argue that both of these sides are on a good run of form, especially Swallows, but Amazulu have turned a corner in the league that they have three wins on the trot. This is a tough one to call. Who you got? Um, I don't know what I got. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I think what Benny's done there in such a short space of time and they're on a high, uh, they're doing well, but I think the form that Swallows are in and if Hamildin is on form, mm-hmm. um, I'm going with the Swallows win, especially being at home. Thank you, Sean. Of course. So I, I, I suppose that goes in agreement then. Yeah, squirt. Uh, it's, it's Swallows. Look, Amazon has won a couple of games, but look at how they're winning their games. They're not convincing. They're weak at last minute. They're fighting. They're, yes, yeah, Ben is yeah. doing a great job. He's trying to change certain things, but Swallows is the, the, the train that is moving. Right? So I think Swallows will win this one. Teko, let me ask you a question, quick question. Uh, yes, sir. You look at someone like Hamaldin, who's come literally come through the ranks from second division, first division, yeah. P- PSL, Chipper here, and now he's sort of found a home in Swallows, yeah. um, scoring goals. He's playing up front, which is not really his his favorite position, but he's he's doing well. Do you think he's this is a sort of player that could create interest in one of the bigger teams? Is uh, he? Is, Sean, Sean, to be honest, my friend, I've seen players creating interest with less what Khamaldin has done. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so to be honest with you, is is Khamaldin is doing what he's supposed to do. Mm. Solos is, is is such a threat that big teams don't want to speak about mm. it. They they, they mm. don't want to recognize that because it's it's scary. Mm. So, so for me, my friend, is is Solos, please, please continue. You 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 bring in a, that excitement in, in South African football. Continue doing what you do, because now at least every week we've got a different conversation. Four years ago, you know what we spoke about: three teams, four teams. Same. The last ten years has been the same teams. Yeah. You know, so I was coming in from a, you know, coming in from an old relationship, a new relationship, status up. 
now they're performing <laughs> outperforming everybody and 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 what i like about Salah's chief is not that not just because they're winning how they play mm. yeah they're playing football look it's it's so nice to watch like that's mm. for me in the psl there's other like sean has said in english you rather watch a paint dry for me my <laughs> friend there's other teams in the psl that i'll never been watch mm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's some we we tend to super spot, and you're like, not, nah. Not, 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 let me put it this way: not teams, the systems or the the the, the type of play that they play. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's 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 How painful. Yeah. No, it's 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 yeah, I'm afraid it's painful, chief. It's 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 like you know, you've been waiting for your order for two hours, and then when it finally comes, it's a wrong order. It's very painful. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> and 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 for the fact that I'm still I'm, I still have to analyze all these teams, I need to work there, so I understand. But the other teams, so that's what I'm saying. Salas is such a beautiful team to watch. You know? Um, you know, you know, speaking of Hamaldin, I mean, it's great to watch a guy ha- have such an incredible journey from oh. the Glad Africa Championship to the DSTV Premiership. You know what I'm saying? And, wow. and another great way to take journeys <laughs> is in a car. <laughs> Okay. Ah, Slu, I see you. <laughs> slick, slick Slu. What's that right. room, room of the week? This week is Matthew Rizikis Mercedes GT AMG. I don't know if you've seen this car. It's unbelievable. Anyway, the good of it is that it's one of the best driving sports cars currently on sale, and it does look the business. The bad, the gearbox is still in a very bizarre place. Visibility isn't the best, and it can get a little noisy. The bottom line of it is that the AMG GT was a hard act to top before its refresh and now it's even harder to recommend anything else. The GT has some interesting competition being the Porsche 911 and the Jag F-Type. The GT still shines brightly though, it's perfectly suitable for daily use but it only truly comes into its own once the car has room to stretch its metaphorical legs. It's an absolute riot of a sports car that feels worth every penny and it's the latest updates making living with the gt even easier for me a nine and a half out of ten between 2.2 and 2.8 million depending oh. on the specs Damn. yeah see whole time when you were saying all the specs and stuff i was just like this is gonna be expensive yeah <laughs> no it's a beauty it's a beauty i want to dedicate this week's uh motivational quote of the week to the guys whose struggles we continue to talk about the glamour boys themselves kaiser chiefs sure no you gotta pump these boys up for the <laughs> well, this one is from uh, Stellenbosch's young striker Ashley Dupria for all the doors that closed on me I'm coming back to buy the building but now you see Chiefs are getting Chiefs are getting doors closed on them in Morocco they have to go and they have to go to a different country now they can't even buy the building <laughs> that's ridiculous bro unbelievable <laughs> interesting times well this has been episode number 62 of the car wash whether you've been listening to us on spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, or mahikeng 96.7 fm's game time thank you very much for joining us i have been your host slu paho that has been mr sean roberts in Kosibut. and that has been mr teko morise we'll see you same time same place next week Peace. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a slang and a car.